The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. I do thank you for tuning in to our show today. Also, thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also, thanking those who might be listening via the Keel applications on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, Tony Country, Us Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're learning about findings of a research study regarding seniors' health in the, in the United States, but also specifically for seniors residing in the state of Louisiana. So stay to this show for some very beneficial information. It is Saturday, October the 14th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre recorded so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners be sure to pick up the september october issue the best of times at one of our 270 distribution locations if you're unable to find a copy you can always visit our website at thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues listen to previously broadcast radio shows as well as listen to the to uh, listen and view the 2023 silver pages senior resource directory in just a few weeks, we're going to be opening up the Senior Day Expo at the Louisiana State Fair on October 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Lots of door prizes. I'm going to be giving away four grand door prizes of over $1,000 each. So hope to see you there. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abers, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abers, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I do thank you for taking time to listen to our radio show today. Joining me on my show as a very, very special guest is Dr. Ravi Johar, who is the Chief Medical Officer with United Healthcare. And so he's been uh, asked him to come on our show to discuss some findings of a new research study on the strengths and areas needing improvement for the health and well-being of our senior citizens living in our wonderful state of Louisiana. So thank you, doctor, for taking time to join us today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be with you, Gary. Let's well, I just want to brag about you being chief medical officer of such a big organization like United Healthcare. Wow, that that is a, a, a big, a lot of responsibility. Well, we have a lot of folks in our in our states that we all try to, to work with and help and work in conjunction with them because our goal at United Healthcare is uh, to make people's lives better, that's, and you know that's our goal. So, tell us a little bit, you. This your foundation has released its eleventh eleventh year. That's fantastic. Eleventh America's Health Ranking Senior Report. So tell the listeners a little bit about it. Sure. Well, the uh, 
America's Health Rankings is a joint report that's put together by the United Health Foundation, which is the not-for-profit arm of United Health Group, and America's Public Health Association. And they've actually been doing uh, America's Health Rankings for 30-some years, but uh, for about the last 11 years, they've put out a special report focusing on the unique needs of seniors who have different health needs and say, pediatric patients or, or women um, of childbearing age. So for 11 years, we've been putting out a report um, in conjunction to look at the health and well-being of seniors. And when we do a report, it's not looking at just are they getting the medicines they need, are they getting the right tests they need. It's looking at overall things that affect their health. Do they have clean waters? Is there clean air? Are they able to get to a doctor? Are they able to afford uh, healthy food? Things of that sort. So everything that goes into their health is looked at, and then they put those numbers together and can, can give a snapshot of how the states are doing. And our goal with this is to look just nationally, see if there's trends nationally, but then to have, get information to the, uh, the policymakers, the public health officials, the politicians in each state to say, okay, how is our state doing, and where can we focus our dollars, and where can we have the biggest impact on our folks? And that's really the goal of this, is to get a lot of dialogue going between the people that can make a difference and, and see how we can help improve people's health. Well, I was amazed you go, you examined 52 measures with 22 unique sources of information. Well, wow, that's a lot of information to crunch. So I'm impressed yeah, by that. Yeah, there's a lot of reports out there. And so what this does is it takes all the data that's collected by these organizations that are, and reports that are focusing on things and compiles it together into one really comprehensive report. And one thing I've always been impressed, you give the feedback to those decision makers and other health care providers, even your, your, your kind, your friendly comp- competitors out there in the, in the world to you know, help improve the health and well-being of all of us, um, mainly seniors and boomers throughout the United States. But that, to me, that's a, a, a great goal, and I think you've accomplished a lot in these, these 11 years. But sadly, let's talk about Louisiana, though, uh, though we're not the um, – uh, tell my listeners here, when, when I got the report, I knew that we were probably down the bottom, but I didn't know that we were that far down on the bottom. So tell us tell us about Louisiana. Well, Louisiana shows they've, they've got some areas for improvement. Um, they rank 49th this year, um, just ahead of Mississippi. Oh. And they that's exactly where they were last year. They were 49th last year. So there was no overall changes in health, but there's some areas that they've been able to focus on and they've seen some improvement. And then there's some areas that they can look at to, to keep improving on in other areas. So we can look at that. And actually, over the last few years, we saw something really interesting. Over the last few years, uh, Louisiana was 49th this year and last year. And same as in 21, but in 2020, they were 48th. But in 2019, prior to any of the pandemic stuff happening, they'd actually risen up to 39th. Wow. So there was a big drop between the, the, that the pandemic. So we in other states did have a significant health care impact based upon the pandemic, right? Is that what you're telling me? That's what it seems like. It, it seems like, but it seems like in Louisiana it hit worse than in other ones, and we're not really sure why that is. Um, you know, we know that seniors were disproportionately affected by COVID, um, but – you know, we know, don't know what it is. We know that the Surgeon General put out a report just earlier this year talking about the dramatic impact that social isolation and loneliness has on oh, health. Yes. Oh, yes. And we think that may have been a really big part of, 
of all the changes in the pandemic, and it may have hit worse in Louisiana because there are some transportation issues that were identified and other things also. So um, that's that's something that I think bears looking into. And and the other you mentioned transportation, a lot of them didn't have a person to bring their meds. They forgot their meds. They got worse. They had to be hospitalized, et cetera. And some of them didn't want to be hospitalized because of the pandemic. I'm sure there's thousands, thousands of reasons, but I can I can fathom that many of them. I remember uh, uh, lots of people had to voluntarily go get people's prescriptions. In our in our neck of the woods, the, the pharmacies, et cetera, weren't delivering to their homes, even during definitely during the pandemic. And now it's, you know, coming around, but sometimes they don't tend to do it as, as frequently in other parts of the country I've seen. So, yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's so many factors and they're so so local. And that's why it's so important, I think, to get this information in the hands of the the local folks so they can know what's going on. Um and, and you know, if that's an issue, there's there's options that, that need to be explored. You know, is mail order pharmacy a good option for, right. for some of your listeners? You know, can it be delivered to that to the house? The, the well, sometimes post office was was incredible during the pandemic. And, it was, but, it was. Yeah. But I will tell you, being a senior, and I know many many seniors in the area for the past many years, Doc. A lot of them hate to say this. Uh, don't even worry about getting the mail in the mailbox. <laughs> I'm telling you, I told one lady, why don't you get your medicine? She said, I don't think I, I think somebody will steal them out of my mailbox and they'll know their drugs in there and I'll never get them. And, and, uh, and she, I said, you have other mail being stolen? And she says, yes. Uh, so I'm sure there would be, it'd be a heyday for them to go through our neighborhood and look at everybody and see if they got their drugs in there. Okay. So that's a, that's an anecdotal thing. So what was the most notable finding in this year's report? Well, I think there was a lot of notable issues, but the one I think that struck me the most is that the early death rate seniors, now these are, are folks that are dying before they would be expected to based on any medical illnesses or other mm-hmm. problems, actually went down. Um, the, the, the number of people dying actually went uh, increased for the second straight year. Now, this reverses a trend that we've seen for two-plus decades, where we've been extending everybody's life expectancy. To actually see it go down was a pretty dramatic finding. Now, we know part of it had to do with COVID, certainly, Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing that I think had an impact was that there was an increase in drug deaths that went up by 43% nationally. Um, And we know the majority of these drug deaths are due to non-prescription opioid uses or other medications, but that was just a dramatic finding for me. Well, I'm sure your report is, as I've seen in various reports about, you know, I, some some seniors, including myself, sometimes you forget you whether you take in your prescription medicine and you say, did I take that or not? Do I need to take another dosage of it? And I know there's more medication areas. You, you, you probably know that, that a lot of admits to the hospital is either the failure to take your medicines or they decided to take their 10... Uh, blood pressure medicines all at the same time that they forgot to take for the past 10 days, right, Doc? I unfortunately see that, and I have to do that with my mother all the time, making sure that she's got the right meds and convincing her if she's not sure that she took it, um, know which one she didn't, and usually telling her it's best to just wait and and get back on the regimen tomorrow. You're not going to... You're not going to be able to play catch up with your medication. Yeah, I'm really glad you're telling that to our get, get great medical advice. I've told a lot of people, I don't know if I've taken my, my medicine yesterday. What should I do, Gary? I said, just wait. I, that's what I do lately. I, if I forgot right. and I, I try to 
count the pills. Sometimes you can't if you don't have a pill counter machine. I mean, hey, one day is not going to not going to be that serious. And so, uh, right. Most of our medications now have a long enough what, what's called a half life. How long it stays in your system and has some effect. It's long enough that that it's often okay to miss a day. But often, if you miss something, it's it's best to check with your doctor. See, you know, is this one that was okay, or do I need to do something? But for most most chronic medications, if you miss one day, you're okay. Now you don't want to miss ten days in a row, like you mentioned. That that can have some effect on you. Yeah, but the other thing you don't want to catch up, and I'm thinking deaths are exactly. all serious. That's the most I mean, dangerous thing and to you do. can't. You know, I mean, I'm not. I don't know all the detailed medical stuff. Do you pump them out if you've had ten pill medical and you come there and your 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 blood pressure is down to almost you know twenty or thirty and you're barely moving? Uh, it's because you took too much blood pressure medicine, right, Doc? And so uh, right. I mean, the they have to take some. Is once it's absorbed in your bloodstream, you can't get it out. If yeah. it's still in the stomach, you can get things out. But we get some rapid re- acting medication. Some of the ones that you take and just dissolve in your mouth, those are going to go straight to your bloodstream. Wow, wow. Okay, so so the opioid is that's devastating. So what what uh, what do we we uh, uh, what do we say about that? Well, well, I think the first thing that we need to do is be aware of the issue and the problem. I think very often, unfortunately, seniors get overlooked uh, inadvertently just uh, due to medical screenings. It's just unintentional ageism. And they just don't think of that being an issue for, uh, for seniors. And I think it's something that first the medical community and communities need to be very aware of, that this can happen and does happen among seniors, so they need to be aware of it. Uh, secondly, there's a medication called uh, naloxone mm-hmm. or Narcan, right. which is an opioid antagonist that can be given to someone that you even suspect is, is having an, an overdose of something. You can give, the, give them a shot of this and, and save their life. It's, it's pretty safe. Uh, very effective, and in 20, January of 23, United Healthcare actually began offering eligible members on their plans a zero dollar out of pocket for this. So it's completely free wow. to have this available. Um, just so you know, I have I have one vial sitting in my trunk just just because you know. Uh, but it's not only that; it's other emergency use or critical medications like insulin or um, the EpiPen mm-hmm, for people yeah. that have an anaphylactic response. So having that available and knowing how to use it, I think, is something that's really, really helpful. So it's um, not self. So, is it self-administered? I, I know about it. I've never researched well, it. It's self-administered. It, it can be. It can be. So something like an EpiPen can be. But for yeah. the most part, if you're having an overdose, you're not going to be in any condition to be able to give it to yourself. So just oh. having it in the house or someone, the family know that it's there, um, is really helpful. If I, I would say any family member who's on any kind of opioid medication for uh, for pain or other issues or things like that, should have one around just just in case. Great, great advice. So you mentioned medical screenings. Have you this report shows in most all states people are avoiding them? It, do they just don't want to do their annual Medicare screen or get or go visit their physician or go to uh, the various? Uh, I sponsor a lot of healthcare affairs when I, I encourage sure. people to you know get their their blood glucose tested, their cholesterol, and it's all free. And a lot of them tell me, we love that you're offering this or the facilities or clinics are offering this because we haven't done this in over a year. And I said, why? <laughs> he says, well, I'm just lazy to go get it. And uh, I said, have you visited your physician or clinic in a year? No, not necessarily. Uh, so it's amazing that those some of those 
tests will show some, you know, an indicator that, and I'm glad these healthcare providers say, you need to go visit your physician. Your blood, your blood sugar is quite high, right? Absolutely. I mean, and to me, the, the single most valuable thing you can ever do for your health is getting into a primary care physician for an annual visit. They can screen you and look for all kinds of things, be able to help put things together, answer any questions or concerns you have. But that screening visit, annual screening visit, is, is probably the most valuable thing you can ever do for your health. And, you know, this report actually looks at things like how many, what percentage of people avoided care um, due to cost or other issues that they couldn't get in. Are there enough physicians available for them to see? And uh, actually in Louisiana, that's something that Louisiana was, they're probably their, their highest ranking was excellent, that dedicated health care providers for the percentage of adults greater than 65 that have a dedicated health care provider, they were 17th in the country. Wow. Awesome. Phenomenal. Oh, that is good. Um, that is good strength for our state. Yeah, it is. And, but as far as avoiding care due to cost, there were 47. So that shows that there's a little bit of a disconnect that I think needs to be addressed and looked at. Okay. Um, let's, some other findings you report. I thought this was an interesting f- food insecurity decrease. Well, that's good, right? In- Absolutely. Food insecurity was, was something that was really highlighted last year and that we saw a lot of emphasis on nationwide by state saying, you know, we have a lot of food. We've got to make sure that we can get it to folks. Um, I think a lot of it that, that the disc decrease is great. I think part of it was the, um, things that the positive that came out of the uh, the pandemic it was an outpouring of support to get food to seniors and to everybody that was affected. Um, so that was that was really good, and we saw a six percent decrease, um, which was fantastic, as well as a seventy nine percent increase in home delivered meals during that uh, same time frame. But that's nationwide. But specifically for the state of Louisiana, sadly, tell the tell the listeners. Sadly, in Louisiana, there are, are they rank fiftieth in the country for that. For Food insecurity, everyone. He didn't, he didn't qualify, but we ranked 50. And it's sad that uh, the state value was 21% compared to the U.S. value of 11%. Wow, that's twice the national average. That's sad. So we do need some work in that area. And I I, I deal with food banks throughout our area, and they, they always uh, are trying to increase their food home delivery to seniors uh, out there that are homebound. And it, it's been... It's been tough, and they've uh, had more and more getting more volunteers and more donations of food. So I'm sure that's that's that is a, a challenge for us throughout our state. But I would say mainly in the rural areas that it's really really tough in that particular aspect. Um, and, and I think it shows the nature of, of Louisianians that um, community support expenditures. So what the community is putting forward, food banks, things of that sort. Uh, Louisiana is 19th in the country for that. So. Neighbors are taking trying to take care of each other. That's There's a true. lot more that we can do. That that is true. The other interesting factor, which uh, uh, the nationwide is, oh, I thought was interesting, that Louisiana had an increase in the high speed internet use amongst seniors. I mean, I would say years ago it was really, really uh, very few people. Uh, definitely the 65 and older were even wanting to think about going on the Internet or using high-speed Internet. But, you know, definitely in your report says there's it's increasing, right? Right. In Louisiana, it went up by 6%, and it's now up to 75.5% of 
of all households with seniors in them have, have, have access to high-speed Internet. And tell, Doc, what, what I think it helped, because I know that some physicians in our area and some some nurse practitioners, et cetera, did telemedicine. And I, I know a lot of seniors that tried it and liked it. And it was, you know, I hate to say that, that they were in their pajamas talking to their doctors, and they got the care they needed, and they got the monitoring they needed, and they got the prescription they needed, and they got you know follow-up treatment they needed via the telemedicine uh, uh, visit. And before, they never thought I, of that aspect, right? I think it's fantastic. I think it's going to revolutionize medicine, and I think it's, it's something that's really helpful. It gets the care to the seniors, so it avoids the problems with transportation or being scared to get out in, in large public areas and things of that sort. Now, there's some things that you will need to go into the doctor for, but the screenings and the checkups and the medication adjustments and things can be done now from the privacy of your own home when it's easy. And uh, I think it's a fantastic advance in medicine. I think it's something that everyone should try to look to see if they can take advantage of it and, and how their doctors can help. That's great. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're at sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abear's Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abear's Stunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show is a special guest is Dr. Ravi Johar, who is the Chief Medical Officer with United Health, and he's discussing the findings of their new research study on the strengths and areas needing improvement for the health and well-being of seniors living in the state of Louisiana. So thank you, Doctor, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Oh, my pleasure to be with you again. So let's let's continue. There, there's so much information. Uh, we we could probably talk to you for two hours. Uh, wish we had that long, but we don't have that long. So uh, the other aspect that I think your report showed, and do the one, do the the national, and then tell Louisiana is physical inactivity. Talk talk about that a little bit. Yeah, physical inactivity is basically. Um, the physical activity that, that seniors are doing. And unfortunately, we saw that inactivity among uh, Louisiana seniors increased by 29%. So 29% of folks were doing less than they did before, less than they needed to. So almost 40%, over 40% of adults um, that are in fair or better health um, are not getting the uh, physical activity that they need to every year. And that puts them 47th in the country when you go to rankings. And and that's challenging yeah. that maybe their exercise programs are not participating. Uh, you know, the other thing is, I don't know how you got the data. I've been seeing more and more in the, over the past few years. I'm telling you, Doc, it's, it's got to be better than what it was. Uh, but, it, you know, we don't, we have some media of, of comparison. But And I believe I'm not going to be focusing on this, but I, I think there is a, a sense of timing, right? Don't you think they may, they yeah, might, I mean, they may want to do walking exercises, but they're not going to do their 30 minutes of their treadmill and go to the gym or et cetera. 
uh, definitely right. seniors. Right, and, and I think that's, that's, that's a misconception. If you feel like, okay, you know, they're being told you have to do 10,000 steps or you have to go 30 minutes every day. You don't. Just try to do a little bit more. Um, do what's comfortable. Don't do it until it hurts. The, the old no pain, no gain type of thing that you used to hear about with exercising is not the case. Just getting out and doing a little bit every day. As, as my doctor told me, uh, we were talking about that. He says, you know, you need to tell your radio listeners and your readers of your magazine just to get up and get in motion, even when they're watching television from their from the recliner. Just get up during the commercials and watch, you know, walk around. You don't have to, to, to listen and watch those commercials. You can hear them while you're walking around and getting a few steps, a little exercise. And uh, I, I met, exactly, not and that's something. That's an easy idea, which I do myself when I'm watching. Even a movie, I, I sometimes pause it and wander around the wander around the uh, family room to do that. But definitely when I'm watching a, a commercial-based uh, show. There have even been studies that show if you just do some light work around the, light housework around the house, you know, just dusting and, and sweeping and just straightening things out for 15 minutes a day, that helps you. So we need that. So, uh, right. Yeah. Well, I forgot to mention, we talked about the Internet. And the other thing I've seen in seniors, I'm sure it's done throughout the nation, is that socialization aspect, going on Facebook, having the, the Internet so you can do that, uh, makes you visit with family and friends and grandkids and family members and other friends of your high school, et cetera, throughout the world. So there's more socialization rather than having to go to those uh, high school or college reunions, et cetera, in person, you can actually, you know, enter internet and build your, I'd say, social aspects, right? Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the greatest things that people overlook with, with high-speed internet. It allows you to be able to communicate with people. So that loneliness and, and social isolation, even if you can't really get out of the house, being able to talk to your, your grandkids and, and neighbors, um, is amazing. And I, I know I have much better conversations with my kids um, using the technology than if I actually saw them in person. They'd probably want to pick up the phone and, and text me next to the next one. <laughs> yes. It's so much easier with the Internet just to be able to communicate. And not only that, I mean, being you can touch bases with people in, in foreign countries. You can visit foreign countries on your computer now and, and see sites that you've heard about or always oh, felt yes. like you'd like to visit. You can do that now. That's right. So the other aspect that you that you analyze, which I'm shocked that this report is pretty comprehensive. It talks about poverty, right? And Louisiana probably had an increase in that. Is that true? Unfortunately, they did. They went up about 14% um, from 124 to 14.1% of Louisiana seniors are um, felt to be at below the poverty level now. And that the federal poverty level. And so the poverty does have a direct aspect to to poor health. It does. It it affects uh, housing, food, and healthcare. Healthcare not only you know being able to get it, but being able to afford your medications, uh, going to the doctor, all those sorts of things. And Louisiana's level is is actually unfortunately again fiftieth in the country. And the the sad you know aspects of the different housing and the areas where they might be the environmental exposures could cause health issues as well. Is that right? That's, that's absolutely. That's you right. know you need you need safe you need safe housing. You need um, healthy food. You need to be able to take your medication. You need to be able to get to the doctors. I mean that's just the basic basic tenets for life. 
and, and that's an area that, that I think there's some opportunity for improvement. Okay, so, Doc, I'm sure my listeners out there, well, Gary, you're, you're mentioning only the, the, the things that we need to improve. We're, we're going to talk about those in more detail, but let's talk about some positives, some strengths for the state in this report, Doc. So tell them, tell them sure. a few positive things, which I thought was, not, was interesting. It's, it's very good. I mean, there, there are areas where you can see some we've already talked about, the, you know, the community involvement and, and the neighbors taking care of others, which is really good. The um, high-speed Internet is good. There's a low prevalence of excessive drinking. Wow. That's very good. They rank 16th in the country as far as that. So I think that's an excellent thing. Well, I was amazed uh, about is, that one. When I read that, when y'all yeah. gave that to me, I said, what? Man, maybe, you know, they're, they're, they're doing moderate drinking in comparison to what they did before, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with having a drink here and there, but certainly you don't want to drink to excess. Um, and so this shows that they're, they're good about that. That's good. Okay. Um, uh, another thing that's really good is the low suicide rate. Louisiana oh. ranks 13th in the country, so that's really good. So intentional self-harm is something we always worry about. Right. Um, so this is something that's really good from that standpoint. And it's difficult to measure in seniors because sometimes, you know, you don't know they can have uh, what's called passive self-harm where they just refuse foods or refuse to take their medications or liquids. Um, and that's that's not always factored in. But it's the same nationwide, and, and this Louisiana looks like they're doing very well with that. And um, and it's and no, I I think the suicide hotlines and the various promotions that I see on radio, television, and print, I think have had an impact. I think some of these that are by themselves and are contemplating this uh, make an effort and sometimes make those calls. And and that counselor is remarkable. And um, of course, I think they tag in with hopefully family members to go by and visit that lonely senior that may be lonely and depressed, et cetera. So they get the help they need. I, I think, think more and more are getting the help they need. I've seen it in the area that 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 to be positive. That's that's what we need. We we need to take care of each other, and and I think that that's a great sign of that. So the other uh, aspect we talked a little bit about it, and and about struggling with food insecurity. What do you? Why do they have such a high uh, uh, incidences of diabetes? Well, uh, uh, diabetes for the most part, type 2 diabetes, which is what we talk about, is, is usually lifestyle-related um, completely. And we do and eat, we do eat time, everything in our state. <laughs> That's probably not good for us. And the food is fantastic, absolutely. I love coming down to, to Louisiana and having the food. Um, but sometimes that can make not-so-smart food choices. So if you eat a lot of fried foods or foods that are covered in sauces, um, that not as healthy as having something that's grilled or broiled or steamed or, or cooked in some other way. Um, and also sometimes when, when you are having money issues, you're, you're getting the least expensive things you can, but they're often not the healthiest. That's true. That is true. So hopefully we can change our ways there and, and uh, you know, make and try that grilled fish, that broiled fish or steamed fish, but, you know, avoid that fried fish to the degree, though. So it's good. I I've been for the past many years, you know, really cutting back on anything fried, and it's really helped my my health and well-being. And my cholesterol went quite a bit down, so I'm really thrilled about that. So it does work, everyone. It does it does work. One of the many factors involved. And and along with that, once you start to to feel a little bit better, you may be more uh, prone to getting out there and getting a little bit more exercise and walking about, which will, in fact, then make you eat better again and and that starts to affect your health and 
and all kinds of things just start to improve from there. So I think it's an important thing to just look at your lifestyle and see what kind of changes you can make. Well, um, and again, they don't have to be dramatic right. initially, just a little bit. Well, I thought this was a great. You need to you need to promote yourself and your 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 company, which is a fantastic company. I noticed that United Healthcare is doing uh, helping in certain parts of the country about food insecurity among seniors. Well, I'm, I, I pray I commend you for doing that. Well, the United Health Foundation really looks at. at at this data also, just like we're hoping the state legislators and the public health officials are all looking at it, and and it has grants that they can give the states for for different ideas and different uh, innovations that they have, or saying, hey, we want to try this for our seniors. United Healthcare or United Health Foundation through the foundation will say, yeah, let's let's get you some money for that. Let's see if we can make a difference with that. And I think that's that's what's neat about reports like this and and the community working together to say this is what we need. Um, it's not a matter of spending more money. It's spending it in the right way or trying something right. different. So are you, uh, I'm, I'm asking, because I'm sure some of my listeners out there, so how do we get in touch? Do they do they know what states need help in the context, or, or we do do the people, the the policymakers, the nonprofit organizations that provide need to go out and visit or contact United Healthcare Foundation, et cetera? Is it, is, well, I mean – the everything comes comes locally. So the the, found, the the community organizations that say, hey, we have this great idea, you can always contact uh, you know healthcare in your state, and they can get you into the foundation. Uh, but you can go to the United Healthcare Foundation uh, online and be able to access all kinds of resources there. Um, and and there's all kinds of options available to you. The folks oh, that, that help you get your Medicare insurance and things will be able to to get you in touch with the right folks and, oh, wow. and do all of that. Well, Doc, I'm very impressed with that. I mean, we, we all need to help each other, and it's good when a when a company helps, and and it, it's going to benefit us all if that if that occurs. So let's let's elaborate a little bit because I think you need to emphasize and give some suggestions. And you know, you know why don't Louisiana se- seniors visit their doctors more, and, and when they should? Uh, do well, you have any feelings? We talked. Most... Go ahead. Yeah. No. There, there's there's probably a likely a number of different reasons, but one of the biggest ones I think is cost. Um, seniors are usually on fixed incomes, and you know how much is it going to cost me to go see the doctor, and are they what are they going to do um, when I'm there? Um, so I think worrying about cost is a big thing. That's why I think having insurance is important. And if you don't have insurance, there's a lot of uh, federal and state programs that can be accessed, and usually most doctors' offices will will know about those and be able to help you with that also. So I don't think cost should be a, the biggest factor of not going in. So that's something that I think it is. We need to be careful about that. Uh, another big factor is something that you'd mentioned previously, is a lack of transportation, especially in rural areas. Getting into the doctor is difficult. Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of resources. So, for example, I know Medicaid and, and Medicare have transportation benefits built in to get seniors there. But, um, you know, what we've seen is, is usually sometimes as low as only 3% of people that can use those benefits are actually using them. 97% of people either aren't aware of them or just aren't accessing those benefits that are available for free. Uh, it's sad. That, that is definitely sad. But, you know, that's that's a lot of their excuses that they can't get there. The other, the other aspect is uh, sometimes a doctor's practice, I hate to say this, uh, limit 
the amount of Medicare and Medicaid patients, so they have to find another provider. They may stop start taking no more uh, for a given client, uh, different types of client. Have, have you seen that in parts of the country? Unfortunately, there are some areas that have, have access issues, and that's something that I think you need to go back to your, your providers about, the, the Medicare provider, or if you have Medicare Advantage, whichever company you have that with, and, and make them aware of it. And they can usually help find something or, or work or try to address that problem. Um, and then that's also where telehealth comes in. You sure. may not be able to find a provider in your town or next door, but we'll, they'll be able to link you up with someone that can give you a lot of those that care that you need virtually um, until, and you may that may prefer that way because then you don't worry about the transportation or the other aspect, um, or it can work as a time until that doctor's office is able to get you in for those issues. Right. And the other aspect, I, I just said, I've seen it. I mean, I used to be part of uh, part of the healthcare delivery system. Is people take the, sometimes if they don't have ac- don't have easy access, they'll go to the ER room for for non critical, right. non life threatening situation that is very expensive and it's going to cost us all. Some people say, well, they're going to take care of me and determine if it's critical or not. But you know, it's sad that they have to waste that type of. Uh, money, but also those physicians and nurses and staff are going to be be saying, you know, why did you come here for that particular issue? I'm sure they're going to question them, but they can't refuse them, right, Doc? They can't refuse them. Right, absolutely. They won't won't ever refuse them, and they want to take care of them. But you're right. I'm glad you brought up the whole issue because it, it affects the whole healthcare system. But even as far as the individual that goes in, the emergency rooms are designed, and I have a brother that's an emergency room doctor, so we talk about it all this time. Um, they're designed to take care of an emergent. Are you going to die from this today? Right now, no, we're not. Okay, well, then we need to get you someone who can get you on the chronic long-term medications, someone who can, can help you with your diabetes, which is what the underlying cause is, or with your high blood pressure, or with the long-term things, or these are some tests that you need done, but they're not going to do those tests in the emergency room. No. And so people feel like they've gotten care when they go to the ER, but they really haven't gotten the correct care that they need. That's true. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio while we're here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, sending country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abers Tenning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and do thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Dr. Ravi Johar, who is the Chief Medical Officer with United Health, and I've asked him to come on our show to discuss the findings of their research study that they've conducted for the past 11 years on for seniors regarding the strengths and areas needing improvements for the health and well-being of seniors, and I've asked him specifically for the seniors living in the state of Louisiana. So thank you, Doc, for taking time to, to educate us here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. My pleasure to join you. With with our few minutes left, uh, 
I want to we want to reemphasize some points that um, that I wanted to explain explain again to our listeners what was the purpose of United Healthcare and the Healthcare Foundation's Healthcare Rankings Report. To tell our listeners a little bit about that, which I thought you know it's very commendable what y'all have been doing for the past eleven years regarding seniors. Well, thank you. I think it's an important thing to get the information out. So America's Health Rankings is a joint collaborative effort between the America's Public Health Association and the United Healthcare Foundation. It's the not-for-profit arm of United Healthcare. And they look through um, data that's been collected. In this case, there's 22 different reports and 52 different measures that go into, into health that they've looked at and compiled together. And they use the latest editions of all those reports to bring everything together and come up with a snapshot of how your community is doing, what things are going well in your state, what things could use improvement, and then get that in the hands of the public health officials and the policymakers to get some conversation going and have them look at it and say, hey, gosh, this is something that the state next door is doing really well or someone else we know is doing great in. Uh, what can we learn from them? How can we improve where we're at, where we're doing? And vice versa. One of those states is going to look and say, gosh, what is Louisiana doing well? And maybe we can learn from them. The goal is that everybody cooperates and collaborates, and we come up with ways to address health care needs of our seniors. And that's that's the whole goal of our report. Well, well, Doc, I want you to emphasize again, and I'm going to clarify it because I have actually gone to their website and I printed their summary, executive summary, but the details are all in their report and they share it. Uh, there's nothing confidential that, that they say it's only proprietary for United Health. So I commend you on that. I mean, there's other health reports I've seen. It's, you know, only for uh, these people or it's not to be released to the public or it's only for our insurers, et cetera. But you share this with everybody. So all your competitors can look at this as well. And hopefully our policymakers out there are utilizing. Again, everyone, this, he mentioned it, but here's the website you go to and you can view it and download it. No, no problem whatsoever. Uh, I, I went to it and was very impressed. It's called www.americas, that's plural, healthrankings, plural, dot org. So America's Health Rankings dot org. Is that correct, Doc? That's exactly right. That's the perfect spot. It's got information on not only seniors, but if you're interested in looking to see um, how your state does overall among all populations, you can look at that. That is true. I uh, there's about that. one that talks about women and children. Um, there's even a report that we have out that's looked at the health of those who've served in the military wow. and, and if there's special needs. So any group that might have some, some special needs or that, that has different uh, areas to look at, it's there. Uh, but it's got just a wealth of information. And anything you can want to dig into further, you can slice and dice it in every way that you want. And the tools are all there. You don't need to talk to anybody or, uh, like you said, it, it's all out there. And it's all available for you to look at and, and you know, go back to your your local uh, leaders and say, hey, how come we're, we're doing this? How can we do better? 
<laughs> and, and we hope they have some answers, but a lot of them will go past the buck. Well, that's a federal guideline, right? <laughs> we didn't set that. Talk to your congressmen or senators, maybe, or talk to the president. I've had that. But, uh, but well, you know, my it's, dad's a senior, and his thing, he said, I've got lots of time. I can call anybody I need to, and yeah, we get a lot accomplished that way. That, that is true. So, uh, again, before we close, I want we, we want to mention the the, 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 the few uh, points of that we have some areas needing improvement and mention that to to us, uh, Doc, again, so our listeners can hear and they can go into this well, I report. I think if we look at, at the, the challenges that are specific to Louisiana, there's a high prevalence of food insecurity, there's a high prevalence of physical inactivity, and there's a lot of seniors that are avoiding health care due to its cost. So those are some, some areas of challenges that I think need to be looked at. Some strengths that Louisiana has is there's a very low suicide rate among seniors. Aye. There's a low prevalence of excessive drinking. And there's a very high percentage of older adults with a dedicated health care provider, wow. which is fantastic. Which which is fantastic. And I, I know that's improved over, if we compare it from years to years. From the from 11 years you've been doing it, we could probably go back. I bet you that that has increased uh, each and every year. And I'm, I'm happy to say it's continually increased. And we don't rank 49th. We actually rank 17th. So that's, a, not, that's even above the 50 percentile area. So, it's great. So thank you, Doctor, for being on our show today. It's quite informative. Again, I encourage everyone to visit and learn more about it. It's www.americashealthrankings.org, americashealthrankings.org. Well, best wishes for continued success to you, Doc, and uh, thank you again for taking your valuable time to be on this radio show. Well, thank you, Gary. This is probably the most valuable thing I can do is, is talk to your listener and help them with their health. So well, I appreciate the opportunity. Well, thank you a lot. And thank you to United Health Foundation for doing this for the, the citizens throughout for the United States, but also for the citizens and seniors in the state of Louisiana. Thank you, everyone, for joining our show today. I uh, hope you'll join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. But don't forget to pick up your personal copy of our magazine at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. Also, remember to make plans to attend the largest senior boomer expo in the state of Louisiana on Thursday, October the 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Hearst Coliseum at the Louisiana State Fairgrounds. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.